Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih Nabiina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in SubhanAllah, it took us a little bit of time to get set up today We're running a little bit later than usual But inshaAllah ta'ala, we're continuing with our discussion about manners and akhlaq We've been talking about the manners of a Muslim and what did we talk about last week? Who can remind me from the boys? Who can remind me about what we talked about last week? Muhammad, yes. Sorry, Muhammad? Being trustworthy. Being trustworthy, excellent. Yes, you did. We talked about being trustworthy, yes. What else did we talk about? Yes, Isa. Keeping your promises, okay, excellent. Keeping your prom being trustworthy and keeping your promises. What else did we talk about? Okay, being kind to each other. We talked about we talked about trustworthiness, and we talked about what more being. Telling the truth, telling the truth. Those were the three things. We did talk about parents uh, for the girls. One second, what, what we, what's happening? No, no, they're having some problem with the stream. Uh, number two, yeah. Okay. Okay, you're having some problem. Is it the, ca is it the cable you're having a problem with? Okay, I think leave it without switching, try switching. Is it number one that's a problem? Leave our number two, sir. Is that working now? Okay. Just leave it there. No problem, inshallah. Okay. So we talked about trustworthiness. We talked about keeping your promises. We talked about telling the truth. Okay. Today, we're going to be talking about some other points. We wanted to talk about al-bir wal-ihsan. We wanted to talk about al-bir and we wanted to talk about al-ihsan. Okay. Which means being righteous and doing good to other people. That's what we want to talk about. Al-Bir. And we want to talk about Al-Ihsan. Okay, one second while we sort this out. Is it, it I, I wonder if it's just the stream. If it's not, uh, it may well be the stream. It may not be the camera at all. Okay, this one's working. No problem, inshallah. So we seem to have, maybe we've got a cable problem on number one, it's fine. So we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about al-bir, we're going to talk about al-ihsan. Okay, this word al-bir, al-bir, is a word for everything that you do that is good. Every single good thing that you do, it can be, it can be talked about with the word al-bir. The word, al-bir. Every single good thing that you do. 
إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى and the word الإحسان it means to do good to other people okay I want to ask you guys a question about albir and I'm going to ask it to the girls okay the word albir is a word for everything that you do that is good every single good thing you can do it comes under the word albir everything good so my question is my question is what is the difference between albir and at-taqwa Allah said وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَلَا تَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ Help each other to do bir and to do taqwa. But if bir is everything that's good, what's taqwa? Something specific, but we said bir is everything that's good. وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى Help each other to do bir and to do taqwa. And bir is everything that's good. So what's left if the bir is finished? What's left? Mm, let's see. Anas, go on. Sorry? Trusting in Allah, but that's a kind of good. Go on. Being trustworthy is a kind of good. Being good to others is a kind of good. What's left after the good? The bad. What's left is the bad. What does Allah tell you to do with the bad? To do it as much as you can? No. To do what with it? Yes, Noah. To come away from it. So in this ayah, al-bir, it means to do everything good. And at-taqwa, it means to keep away from everything bad. That's what it means. To do everything good and to keep away from everything bad. But this is a tricky word. And why it's a tricky word is, it's a word that, it changes its meaning It changes its meaning So sometimes it means doing everything good And taqwa means keeping away from everything bad And sometimes taqwa means both of them And bir means both of them So sometimes it comes where bir means doing good and keeping away from bad That's complicated a little bit But I'll make it easy when bir and taqwa come together in the same sentence, bir means doing good and taqwa means keeping away. It doesn't mean doing bad. It means keeping away from the bad. And when they come by themselves, like Allah says to us, always have taqwa with you, it means both. It's just the same. It means it takes the meaning of both together. Both of them come together. So if you find the word bir on its own, it means doing good and keeping away from what's bad. But if you find bir and taqwa together in the same sentence, bir, it means doing good, and taqwa, it means keeping away from what is bad. 
But I want to talk about bir in terms of akhlaq, manners. What does bir mean in terms of your manners? Who has any idea? If bir means doing everything good, how do we relate that to our manners? Girls, what do you think? Do always, okay. So what they say is, Al-bir, it means At-tawassu'u fi fi'l al-khayr. It means to do so much good for other people. It means to do so much good for other people. And it means to make other people happy. It means to make other people happy. But I've now got a question for the boys. How are you going to put your hand up before I ask you the question? Okay. MashaAllah, you're confident. Allah bless you. You're confident, that's why. The question to the boys is, bir in manners, it means to make people happy, to make somebody else happy. Are we allowed to make someone else happy if it makes Allah angry with us? What do you think? No. So Allah comes first. We can only, we only can think about what makes Allah happy. But if it makes Allah happy, we try to do whatever we can to make other people happy as long as Allah is not angry with us. Does that make sense? Whatever we can do to make other people happy as long as it doesn't make Allah angry with us. The other meaning of al-bir is obeying somebody, like listening to someone. At-ta'a. Listening to someone. Listening to someone. Again, are we allowed to listen to someone if they tell us to do something haram? No. But if they tell us to do something which is not haram, then listening to, for example, our parents. Okay, let's talk about then birrul walidain. Being good to your parents. I'm going to tell you why it's most important to be good to your parents more than any other person. Because Allah said, وَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Worship Allah and don't make any partner with Him. And be good to your parents. Be good to your parents. Do you notice Allah told us the most important thing in Islam? What's the most important thing in Islam? We see who gets this right and who's going to get it wrong. I think people are going to get it wrong here. Let's see. Zach, what do you think? Ah, Zach, you got it right. I thought you were going to get it wrong. And I picked on you and I thought you were going to get it wrong. I thought you were going to say, listen to your parents. And I was going to say, no, it's not listen to your parents. You, you got it completely right. Worshipping Allah is the most important thing in Islam. What's the most important thing in Islam? Worshipping Allah. After worshipping Allah, what did Allah mention second? Praying. Being good to your parents. Now, praying, you're right. You're not, you're not wrong, Muhammad. You are right about praying. But I was just talking in the ayah, this ayah. I didn't mean you're right about praying. I just meant in the ayah. Worship Allah and don't make any partner with him and be good to your parents. What does it mean? Now we're going to test you guys. And your some of your parents are here, so we're going to test you. What does it mean? 
to be good to your parents. Go on. Very good. Very good. I love that answer. He, the, he said, ihtiram, respect them. Speak to them respectfully. The girls also said, the girls' answer was, sorry, obey them, right? Obey them. Okay, so we know, ihtiram, respect them. Obey them, atta'ah. Listening to them in what is not haram, okay? Inshallah, your parents don't tell you to do haram, but you have to say, if, if one day someone's parents told them to do haram, you don't listen to your parents if they tell you to do haram. But, if your parents told you to do haram, are you allowed to be disrespectful? Like you said, ihtiram, right? Are you allowed to have no ihtiram because your parent told you to do something haram? What about if your parent told you to worship a statue or idol? What about if, if, I didn't say they did, I said if, if, if they told you. You don't do it, but you're respectful in the way that you don't do it. Why? Because Allah said, وَإِن جَاهَدَاكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُشْرِكَ بِمَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبْهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا If they tell you to make a partner with me in something that you don't have any knowledge about, don't obey them, don't listen. But be with them in this dunya in a good way. You treat them in a good way. When Ibrahim's father told him to worship the idols, how did Ibrahim speak to his father? He said, Ya Abati. He spoke to him very nicely. He said, my father, my dear father, I have knowledge that you don't have. So if you follow me, I'm going to guide you to the right path. He said, ya abati la shaytan. My father, don't worship the shaytan. He spoke to him very, very respectfully. But he, did he listen? No, Ibrahim didn't worship the idol, he didn't listen to what his father told him, but he spoke to his father kindly. So if someone's parents said to them, for example, you have to, don't pray, I don't want you to pray. It's okay, if anyone needs to shush, I tell them to shush, you don't need to tell them to shush, don't worry. Okay, if someone's parents told you, inshallah your parents never tell you, but if, if your friend came and your friend said, my mom told me you're not allowed to pray. So what do you do? What do you do? And? And? Don't listen to them and? To guide them, pray, pray to Allah to guide the parents and? Girls. Speak to them kindly. When you, when you say you're not going to, you say, Mom, honestly, whatever you ask me to do, inshallah, I'm going to do it. But I can't not pray because Allah told me to pray and praying is so important and praying is the difference between someone who is Muslim and someone who's not, so I have to pray. But if there's something else I can do for you to make you happy, I will do it. So you speak to them nicely, but you don't listen to them if they tell you to do something haram. So we said ihtiram, you said ihtiram, being respectful. And we said atta'ah, obeying them. Fil ma'roof, yani, obil ma'roof, in that which is allowed. 
What else does it mean to be good to your parents? Still, there's a lot of things that we haven't spoken about. Mm. Yeah. Don't hurt them at all. Not that much, at all. Don't hurt them. Don't do something that you know is going to hurt your mom and dad. Very good. What, girls? Be grateful. What's the evidence about being grateful? Say, my Lord, have mercy on them. They looked after me when I was small. I've got two questions about this. This is a dua for your parents. You all know this dua, right? If you don't know this dua, you need to learn this dua. You have to learn this dua. I'm going to test you on it. My Lord, have mercy on them. They looked after me when I was small. I've got a question. If your parents didn't look after you when you were small, maybe, for example, someone's parent, they, they died, for example. Or maybe their auntie looked after them or their uncle looked after them. Or maybe they moved to a different country and their mom stayed back in their country and they came with their other relatives. Does that mean that we don't have to listen to our parents and we don't have, we don't have to love them? So it doesn't matter whether they looked after us when we, when we were small or not, but that's an extra reason to be grateful and the evidence, anishkur li wali walidayka to be grateful to Allah and to be grateful to your parents. So the girls were right about being grateful. One, you, you mentioned the answer, don't hurt them. I like that answer. Give me a second till I answer him, then I'm going to come to you. Don't hurt them. Don't do something that would hurt your mom and dad. Sometimes you do something and you know if your mom and dad found out and they knew about it, it would hurt them. They would be hurt by it. So you have to keep away from what would hurt your mom and dad. What else do you have to do? There's something I'm thinking of as well, the opposite of that. Not just keeping away from what would hurt them. Respect him, although he mentioned respect already. Not just doing what would please them. You're right, girls, doing what would please them. But more than that, yes. Very good. I love this answer. Mashallah, that's amazing. Looking after them when they are older. When they are older. When they get older, you're looking after them when they are older. Because it's difficult. When you start to get older, you become like what again? You become a little bit like a child again, isn't it? When you start to get older and older and older, you become more like a child. You become not as strong as you used to be. And maybe you don't remember things as well as you used to remember them. And maybe your health starts to go and you need someone to look after you. So especially when they get older. But does that mean we only look after our parents when they're old? No, that's just an excellent example. There's something I was, I was thinking about, really thinking about, which is the girl said, remind me what you said, girls. Doing what would please them. But it's more than that. Doing what would please them, it's more than that. Doing what would please them before they even ask you. Because there's two things. One thing is a ta'ah, obeying them. But there's another thing, and that is what they sometimes call, they call it like, تَحَرِّي رِضَاهُمَا 
like you're looking for what will make them happy before they ask for it. So sometimes your mom says, clean your room, right? Everyone, I think everyone had that situation happen to them, inshallah, where their mom said to them or their dad said to them, clean your room. The thing is, you knew when that room was messy in the morning, you knew in the morning already that it would make your mom happy if you cleaned the room. Why did you wait for her to ask? Is it right to wait for her to ask? No, no it's not birr to wait for her to ask. If you know that she would love for you to do it, why wait for her to ask you? If you know your dad would love for you to do something, do it for him before he asks for it. If you can. This is from Albir. Okay, being gentle with them. This is from Albir. Being gentle. Being gentle with them. Being merciful and gentle with them. What do, can you give me some examples of being gentle with your parents? Arifq, Bilwalidain. Give me some examples. Yeah. Not raising your voice. What do you mean? I didn't go. You know how people raise their don't raise their voice. You don't even say to them, oof. Do you know what oof is? It's the smallest thing you can say to make someone upset. It's like it's like that. You know that tutting sound? In Arabic we call it uff. It's the smallest, smallest thing. Allah said, don't say to them, فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْ Don't say to them, like that. Like that. Don't even say like this, or tsh, or tutting. Not even like that. Okay, you can stop tutting now. Jazakallah khair. For that demonstration. Don't even say this to them. If you don't say uff to them, you definitely don't swear, you definitely don't shout, you definitely don't raise your voice, you definitely don't hit them. If you're not even allowed to say oof to them, you're not allowed to do everything else. That's why the scholars, they say, if oof is not allowed, everything else is minbabi awla, it's more deserving that it's not allowed. Don't even say oof to them. Give me another example of being gentle with your parents. That's a really good example. Give me another example of being gentle with your parents, being gentle with them. I have, go on, Muhammad. I haven't asked you for a long time. Okay, speaking to them in a nice way. We kind of spoke about it already, but I agree with you. Speaking to them in a nice way, being soft, being gentle with them. Speaking to them in a nice way. Let's see. Girls. Girls, do you have an example for me? Gentle. Okay. Yes, Noor. Uh, being kind to them. Being kind, okay, but I want to know what does it mean to be gentle? To be soft. Okay, go on. Okay, so not shouting, not kissing, not getting angry with them. But there's even more. What about just hugging your parents? Giving them a hug or giving them a kiss or 
you know, actually like showing like kindness to your parents. Like just, you come in, sometimes you come in, just walk inside, don't look at your parents where they are. Coming in, you know, yeah, even just being gentle with them, asking about their day, how was everything for you, do you need anything? This is about looking for what they need. Yeah, asking them how they were, sitting down at their feet, you know, like just looking after them, yeah? Being gentle with them, being soft with them, being kind with them, yes. Salam to them also, but salam is a right of every Muslim, right? You have to say salam to every Muslim, but like, but definitely saying salam to them, give them a hug, you know, like sit, sit with your mom and dad, spend time with them. You know, if your mom says rub my head, you rub her head. Yeah? This is, this is how it is. Oh, I like this one from the girls. This is a really good one from the girls. The girls got a really good one and a tough one as well. They got the, a really good answer, but a really tough answer. They said, help them to be better people and help them in, by correcting them if they do something wrong. It's completely true. It's just really hard. It's hard because it's not easy to say to your mum and dad that they did something wrong you have to find a very very clever way of saying it that they don't feel like you're speaking badly to them for example you could suggest something would be better for example if you saw them doing it and you could say that mom wouldn't it be better if we did this or mom what do you think about doing this or you can mention their own advice to you for example if they told you don't speak about people badly. And one time you heard your mom speaking about someone badly. You can say, mom, I remember when you told me about speaking pe about people badly. And I remember I used to do that and you told me not to do it. I think all of us, we need to try not to do it, inshallah. Like in a gentle way that they don't feel like you're saying, mom, don't say that again. Yeah, but you're right. Correcting them and helping them to be better people. What's the greatest example you could have of helping your parent to be a better person. This is tough. The best example that you could have, like it's not for everyone. In fact, most of you in this room, it cannot apply to you. Guiding them to Islam. If they were not Muslim. If they were not Muslim, guiding them to Islam. Or if they're not practicing Islam, helping them to practice Islam. So let's say, give an example. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Let's exam say, give an example of your dad doesn't pray five times a day and you pray five times a day. You pray five times a day, but let's say, we're not saying your dad, someone's dad. Let you have a friend. He prays five times a day. His dad doesn't pray five times a day. How do you help? How does he help his dad to start praying five times a day without his dad feeling like he was bad to him or nasty to him or horrible to him? How do we balance it out like that? Yes. Um, you could um, start like praying in front of him. Very good. I love that one. Yeah. Praying in front of him. That's very, very good. Like deliberately praying in front of him. It's a quiet reminder like that. Look, you know, I'm praying. What else could he do? The girls had an idea? Then I'm... Pray together. That's a really good idea. Like, come on, dad, let's pray together, you and me. 
why don't we pray together? Or shall we, can you take me to the masjid and we, we can pray together? Something like that, like slowly. But what do you then do if he gets angry and he's like, why are you telling me to pray for? I, didn't, I, I, I do what I want. You're, not, you're my son. You're not supposed to tell me what to do. Then how are you going to take it? How are you going to help him? How are you going to be soft with him but help him to understand? Okay, what do you think? That's very good. Very, very good answer. Give him an example from the Quran. Say, but dad, didn't Allah say, The people, they're going to go to Jahannam if they delay their prayers and they're not careful about their prayers. They're going to go to Jahannam and I don't want you to go to Jahannam. So come on, pray with me. And then if he gets too, too angry, you have to leave it for a while and try the next time, try the next time. But you can say like that, didn't Allah say, that Jahannam is going to be for the people who delay their prayers and they don't pray on time? That's good, that's a very good answer. Yes, Mubin. Talking to him about how the prophets used to pray, really good, very, very good. I like that, those examples are excellent. Okay. What else is from birr al-walidain? From being gentle with your parents and kind with your parents and soft with your parents. Mm. Yeah, go on. Don't yeah, don't don't make them sad and angry. But even even the things they know about, even when they're not there, don't do anything that if they saw you they would be sad or angry. Do you see what I mean? Like it's not just about not making them sad or angry, but it's about not doing something that you know if they saw you, they would be sad or angry about it. There's something else as well. What about giving up what you want for them? Is that not important? Giving up what you want for them. So for example, you really want to go and play with your friends. Is it haram? No, inshallah, you're not going to do anything haram. You want to go play nicely with your friends. You really want to go play with your friends. But your mom really needs your help in something. And she says, you know, she maybe she even doesn't say. She even says, okay, go on. If you want to go with your friends, go with your friends. But you know your mom wants your help. And you really want to go with your friends because they're doing something really exciting. You have to put your parents first. You have to make your parents more important than your friends. And this is what we often tell off children about, is p children are good to their parents, but sometimes they're better to other people than they are to their parents. They're good to their parents, I'm not saying they're bad, but when it comes to uncle or uncle, if you want my right hand, I will cut it right now, take it. But when it comes to mom and dad, no, I don't want to do it, I'm not, no, I, like that. So you have to be somebody who you, what do you do? You put your parents before other people Before uncles and aunties and brothers and cousins and friends And people at the masjid Mom and dad, number one Okay, out of mom and dad, which one's, which one's number one? I'm not saying anything, right? But it's mom <laughs> It's mom, it's mom, it's mom, it's mom <laughs> Okay, it's mom It's mom, mom, mom Three times because a man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, O Messenger of Allah, 
who is the most deserving person for me to be really good to them, to be have husn suhbati and to be like really to really be with them in the best way. He said, Your mom. The man said he didn't finish the question. He said, Okay, my mom. Who after my mom? The Prophet said, Your mom. He said, Okay, after my mom, who? He said, Your mom. He said, After my mom, he said, Your dad. So three times he answered him, Your mother, your mother, your mother, and then he said, Your father. And he didn't mention until then your uncles and aunties and brothers and cousins and all of those people, they come after that. So the, your mom is three times more important in terms of how you look after her, take care of her, be nice to her, be kind to her, listen to her, look for what she wants. And then comes your dad. Yes, Yusuf. Sorry? Yeah, Allah, Allah is first because we're not talking, we're here we're not talking about, uh, we're not talking about obedience. We're talking about husn al-suhba, be like living in a good way with them. Yeah? So Allah comes first because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is before everything, it's, it's religion, right? That's your religion. But in terms of your living with somebody and, and being kind to somebody who is a person, so your mom is three times more important than your dad, it comes number one, and then comes your dad, then comes everybody else. Okay, very good, yes. Allah said, don't lie at all. Allah said, don't lie to anybody. Not to mom, not to dad, not to your friends, not even to anybody except three things you can lie about. You can lie to your enemy if you're fighting a war. If you're fighting a war. And you know, for example, you're planning on sneaking up on the town and attacking the town at night. You don't have to tell your enemy in advance. It's, excuse me, I'm a very truthful person, so I'm going to attack your town tonight in about two hours. Okay, so just be ready for me. No, you don't. If, if it's a war, you don't have to tell the truth. And there's some other examples. If you're making a peace between two people who are fighting, like if there's two people fighting each other, then you're allowed to make like a, a little bit between them, like, oh, he wants you to come back, he likes you, he mentioned good about you. So that's for making people peace between people. And also if for making your wife happy about the food and things like that. <laughs> okay. Why what? Why mustn't we lie? I give you a simple answer. The Prophet ﷺ said, lying leads to evil. And evil leads to Jahannam. That's why. Lying leads to evil, to evil practices. And evil practices lead to Jahannam. And a person will keep on lying until he's written in the sight of Allah as a kathab, a very, very big liar. So that's good. Okay, uh, there was another question I had, really tough one. Scenario for the girls this time. The boys answered this time for the girls. Mom and dad are fighting, arguing. Like that never happens, obviously. <laughs> Mom and dad are fighting. Mom and dad are fighting. How do you show kindness to both mom and dad? Because you have to be good to both your parents when mom and dad are fighting. Hmm. I agree and I disagree with you on the answer, girls. No, no, I, I disagree with you in a way. The girl said, don't take sides. But the problem with that is, 
that makes it seem that both of them are right, yeah? So, so, but because Allah said, وَإِن طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اقْتَتَلُوا فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا فَإِنْ بَغَتْ إِحْدَاهُمَا عَلَى الْأُخْرَى فَقَاتِلُوا الَّتِي تَبَغِي حَتَّى تَفِيءَ إِلَىٰ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ So you have to take the side of the person who, but, but, but you still, I still agree, I said I agree with you and I disagree, I told you it's hard this one. I agree with you, don't appear to take sides. Like don't say, dad's right, you're wrong. You know, I'm just giving that example, yeah. Dad's right, you're wrong. And this, no, no. But you, you have to have in your mind who am I, like, what, who is wrong here that I can help them to not be wrong, and who is right here so I can support them, but while seeming to be respectful to both. That's why it's very hard. So, for example, you see that your dad is wrong about something, and you see that your mom is right and they're fighting about it. So, you know, you need to correct your dad. And you need to help your mom. Agreed? But you can't make it out to your dad that you don't respect him or that you think he's wrong. Like you can't come to him and say to him that, oh, you're, you know, this and that. And you can't go to your mom and say, mom, you're completely right. And I, you know, you have to be... You have to be clever about it. You have to be diplomatic about it. But at the same time, your goal is to help the person who did something right and to help the one who did something wrong to change. But you have to be very clever about it because you can't make it seem like you're the one in charge because you're not the one in charge. Agreed? Yes, Muhammad, what's your thoughts on this topic? But you can't really tell your mom and dad things. Do you, do, like, you can, but you can't, like, you can't kind of instruct your mom and dad like, dad. Be humble. You know, like, you, you have to find a gentle way of saying it. Like, so, for example, if you saw your dad was being really wrong, you could put your hand around him and say, Dad, come on, don't be like that, inshallah. And, like, he will, he will not see it like, yeah, you're correcting him, but you're not, like, you're not being horrible to him. In it. Does that make sense? Yes, Mubin. I agree with you, don't make it worse. I don't think leave them, but don't make it worse. Don't you get involved and start like, you know, mom and dad are shouting, and then you jump in the middle and start shouting at them both. Why are this? I told you about this before. I've given you, my teacher told me in the lecture. No, you said he's, and you start fighting with each other. No, don't, don't do that. You're right. Don't make it worse. But sometimes you might have to get involved in a clever way, in a quiet way, just a little bit here and there. Yes. You can't say to them they're both wrong because it's kind of disrespectful, right? And it doesn't mean helping that, the truth. But you can, you can gently explain it like that, look, you know, we, let's, you know, let's not raise our voices or it's not nice. And you, you, know, you bring them both together. You hug your mom and your dad and you kind of like bring them both together. That's a good way. Okay, new, new, new uh, topic because I have to stop the class a little bit early today because I have another class and I have to go back and set up that class before that this class, that class, you know what I mean. Everybody knows what I mean, inshallah. Okay.
Another meaning of the word bir is connected to the word ihsan. And ihsan, it just means to do good to someone. That's what the word ihsan means. Guys, can you all look at me? All look at me? Okay. The word ihsan, it means to do good to other people. And it has another meaning as well. It means to do more good to someone than they expect. Right? Because, for example, let me, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. If, for example, you did a job for me, all right? You did a really nice job. I said, I said for example, Zach, hoover the masjid for me, okay? And you hoovered the whole masjid. And then afterwards I said, Jazakallahu khayran, here's, you know, some chocolate or a sweet or something. That's not ihsan. Why? Because you did something good, and I did something good, right? Like, you know, I, I gave you something for the good that you did. Yeah, that's like a, a ratib, a payment, or a ajr, like a reward. But it's not, a, it's not ihsan. Ihsan is where you give someone way more than they deserve. Like, for example, I said to somebody, I don't know, I gave him a small job. And the reward I gave them for the job was huge, big reward. And that's why Allah tells us about Ihsan and Allah's name is Al-Muhsin. Because Allah always gives you way more than what you did. Both more, both more than you expect and more than you deserve. Ihsan is more than you expect and more than you deserve. So when we're talking about Ihsan to other people now, we're not just talking about parents. We're not just talking about parents. Shh. We're not just talking about parents. We're talking about to other people. We try to be better than those people could imagine. We try to be better than those people could imagine. So, for example, if someone thinks that you're going to do something nice for them or good for them, you try to do more good than they would imagine you to do. Why do you do that? Because Allah said, Hal illa -ihsan. Is there any reward for doing good except Allah is going to give you even more good. So you did more good to people than they did to you and then Allah gave you more good than the good that you did. So you'll always get more back than what you give. Does that make sense? You'll always get back more than what you give. So you always try to be better to people than they are to you. So even when people treat you badly, you try to treat them even better, in an even better way. And you try to always have ihsan in what you do. Allah said, وَلَا تَسْتَوِ الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا أَحْسَنُ Always, if someone does something bad to you, Try to respond in what, with, with what? With something worse? Is that what it is? Someone does something bad to you, respond with something worse? No, no. try to respond with ihsan. ahsan. Respond with something which is better than what they would expect. Better than what they deserve. Does that make sense? Okay. Today, inshallah, we're going to stop the class there. Uh, we usually have a little break anyway, let you guys relax before Maghrib because I have to take my equipment and set it for my next class. So I'm not going to be around for answering too many questions. I'm going to have to stop the class. 
inshallah, you guys will behave and there will be people supervising you. So I don't want any misbehaving, inshallah. Uh, and inshallah, at Maghrib time, I will be back before Maghrib. I'm just going to go and take the class, uh, the cameras for the next class to set them up, inshallah. So that's what Allah made easy for me to mention today, and Allah knows best.